Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Farmer. I'm with Raj, Geary, and Issa, the demon demon herself is here to chat about Monday Night Raw. It's Monday, if you guys didn't know already. And we're going to chat about Monday Night Raw. But as always, while everyone's settling in and finding their seats, I always like to ask how everyone's doing. Uh, Issa, how are you? It's been a while since we've chatted. It's been a while. I'm doing great. I mean, it's Monday, so. Yeah. <laughs> it must be Monday. <laughs> yeah. Raj, how have you been? I'm doing good myself. Uh, it's a busy week. We got full gear coming up this weekend. I think we're going to be doing a live uh, watch along for full gear uh, on our Twitch. So if you're not subscribed to our Twitch, subscribe twitch.tv slash wrestling inc. And um, yeah, and, and join in. You know, we, we, we want, uh, we're hoping to have a big crew of people doing it. And so should be cool. And then as always, we'll have the post uh Full Gear Wrestling Podcast as well. Have you done a, a live stream Twitch before for the show? Like a watch along? And not a, not a watch along. Because like we're live on Twitch right now. Or, yeah, I mean the, like the watch along. Right, yeah, yeah. We've never done a watch along before. So we thought uh, we'd do something a little special for our Twitch followers. So Yeah, well, anyone who's on Twitch now or anyone who's watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast version, check it out. Be a part of history. It's the first time Wrestling Inc.'s doing a watch-along. You're not going to miss it in full gear. Talk about a card. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, That's a fun one. Yeah, and Justin, he'll be back. Uh, He couldn't make it tonight, but he'll be back on Wednesday and uh, back next week. Yeah, so for now, though, I think we've got a good sub-in. I think awesome sub. Demon Diva's a, a good a good sub-in. Uh, now, yeah, this time he can't kick me off the show when I'm talking about Bobby Fish like he did last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack got the boot last week by Justin. <laughs> yeah, for those who missed it, I was trying to talk about how I like Bobby Fish, and he couldn't handle me liking, <laughs> liking wrestlers anymore. He's fine with you liking Bobby Fish, but being a gigantic <laughs> Bobby Fish fan, I think it... That was too much for him. <laughs> doesn't, Bobby Fish doesn't do it for me, so I have to agree with Justin. <laughs> what? He's got cool facial hair. He wears the cool mouth guard. I like him. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, we're going to start the show uh, chatting about some news. We're going to start on a bit of a downer, uh, folks. Uh, last week, as everyone knows, uh, the WWE released a number of very talented individuals. Uh, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Nia Jax, Ember Moon. Eva Marie, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, uh, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, uh, Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, Trey Baxter, Zeta Ramir, Jesse Kamea, B-Fab, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, and Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, I was going to only just read a few of them, but then every time I got to the next name on the list here, I was like, oh, that's one I got to mention. Huge, <laughs> huge names released here. Sad day for a lot of people. Uh, any uh, any kind of uh, feedback or anything you guys would like to chat about regarding this? And Raj, we'll let you go first. Sure. Uh, well, it was reported uh, on The Observer that at least half a dozen and perhaps more were released uh, because they were unvaccinated. Now, um, if that's the case, we don't know which ones were for that reason. And when you're an international touring company like WWE... And, you know, there are arenas in New York where you're not allowed in if you're not vaccinated. Uh, so that becomes a logistical nightmare, just planning that out. Like, the, well, this episode, we can't use these talents. And, and you know, this episode, we can't, we can't go here with these talents. So if that is the case, and that's at least a third of the people released 
were due to that reason. Um, then that does make sense. Uh, but apparently they were not warned uh, to get vaccinated um, or that they would be released. And who knows why? Maybe it could be something that they don't want to make it a blanket policy in case they do need to want to make some exceptions for some top talent or something something like that. But uh, the, the vaccination was, was a part of it. So with, with those, I can understand why they'd want to do that. Um, I, I do feel like they maybe should have gotten... Uh, been told that they should get vaccinated. It's strongly encouraged. And then if they didn't, then release them because apparently they weren't warned. But um, as far as the rest, I mean, if, if taking out the vaccination, just looking at it on its own, it's it, some of the some of the releases just boggled my mind. So I don't know what was for that reason and what was just you know a uh, a lot you know just kind of a gut decision to get rid of because carrying cross their repackaging. Keith Lee just came up with this new gimmick that they had been doing vignettes and stuff for. So, uh, you know, Scarlett Bordeaux, her and Killer uh, Karrion Cross just seemed like such a no-brainer to bring together on the main roster. They had a main roster entrance in NXT, and instead of just bringing that over, they they screwed it all up. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a tough time because ROH just released everybody as well, so there's a lot of talent on the market, so... Hoping the best, hoping they can all, you know, um, get back on their feet and, and keep getting work. Yeah, it's what well, now they said maybe this was just reports that you read, but I had also heard it was a budget cuts thing, which for me seems a little bit of a double story here. If you're saying one thing, it's budget cuts. The other thing, it's it's vaccinations. Maybe it's both. I don't know. It just seems interesting that there's multiple stories coming out about this round of releases as opposed to in the past when it was just sort of budget cuts. The company line is budget cuts. So for this, this was what they told talent was budget cuts. Okay. So, but they haven't said publicly uh, it was because of vaccination statuses. So, Oh, so that's just, that is more of us just uh, piecing things together. No, that's an actual behind the scenes it's it's said but they publicly haven't said that right you know the new york post reported the uh the first with with nia Jax, um saying that her release was due to her not being vaccinated interesting yeah it's a it's that that's a tough thing and not to go too far down the road of vaccinations and things like that but i know i work in the events industry here in los angeles and uh it's a big deal about whether or not you're vaccinated and some event companies won't work with you if you're not vaccinated so again i it's that's a i don't want to go down too far down that road because i know some people get pretty uh heated about it but uh it's it's something that you have to consider if you are traveling and doing that kind of thing so often i would imagine yeah i mean isa we 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 met up with uh some other friends and andrew zarian um and uh a couple friends Everywhere in New York I went, I had to show my vaccination status. So Yeah, you can't go anywhere in New York without a back scar being shown. Yeah, and that's, you know, WWE's going there all the time. So, you mm-hmm. know, that creates a lot of headaches. Yeah. So, yeah, well, and, and touring internationally as well, right? Like, you would think that you want to have your performance being protected in that kind of way. But there was a couple of names in there that I, every time that these releases happen, I 
I tend to think I'm not going to be shocked anymore, especially after Bray Wyatt. But they always still manage to to make you gasp, right? I, I thought Nia Jax was so protected just because of her background and who she knows and where she comes from. Um, BFAB, like, why well, call Hit Row up and debuted him with her being part of the stable and then let her go? Um, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, you have so many champions right now that, in my opinion, feels like there's nobody contending for them. That Roman Reigns, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, Damian Priest, none of them have somebody that is a clear contender right now. And you let go performers in Keith Lee and Karrion Cross that you can insert into any title story and they seem believable. So, you know, I know they say budget cuts, but it feels it, it would always feel like there's something else out there. And we're never going to get the two sides of the story, but there's going to be some fun podcast to listen to 30 to 90 days from now. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day before they would do the mass budget cuts once a year, once a year. Or, mm-hmm. And now it's like it's like quarterly. It's happening yeah. all the time. So it's um, they've changed their stance on that. Yeah, and, and true to Issa, to your point, no one's safe, it seems, because there are so many people. There was just a year ago, I, I remember thinking Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, futures of the company. Like these, are, these guys are going to be main eventing WrestleMania someday. And, and even people like, like a Harry Smith, who seems like he just signed recently. I made, you know, time's, time's weird these days after lockdown. I can't remember how long ago things are, but I feel like he just signed with them a, a few months ago. Uh, so for him to be cut seems a little crazy. And yeah, B-Fab, I mean, do they know that she sings the song for Hit Row? <laughs> like, <laughs> they they and, removed it already. They removed her vocals, which was the best part of the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was a big part of that act. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was green in the ring, but she was a great part of that act. So, and she just, they just brought her up. So again, we don't know which of these releases, you know, were vaccination related. Um, maybe... Some of the ones that don't make sense, that's the reason. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always sad to see that many people lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's uh, also, you know, a lot of times Drew McIntyre was released, right? Came back, came WWE champion. So sometimes you go, just become a star elsewhere, you know, get some more, uh, get some more miles under you and then come back and be an even bigger star. It is, to look at the bright side, there are a lot of people who have left and made big names for themselves or done cool things. Like Matt Cardona has reinvented himself in a lot of ways over the Mm -hmm. past uh, year or so. And you look at EC3 kind of doing the same thing, reinventing himself and doing big things. Uh, And I use those guys as examples because it's easy to just say, oh, yeah, look at Adam Cole and AEW, you know, or something like that. But these are people who have gone in different directions and still found ways to reinvent themselves and really add a lot more credibility to their names and so yeah. uh i th- i think a lot of people are going to land on their feet but uh it's uh always tough to lose your job so best of luck to them and uh thoughts going out to them um let's continue on though as we talk about ratings we always want to t- chat about the ratings a little bit uh friday's smackdown drew 2 million viewers 2.093 million viewers for the people who want exact numbers according to show buzz daily and got a 0.57 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo while AEW Rampage got 599,000 viewers on TNT and got a 0.22 rating in the 18 to 49 key demo. Um, I thought both of them had pretty good shows. I, 
I thought this was, was like a this... very enjoyable episode of Rampage this week. Personally, it's been a while since I enjoyed the entire show. I thought they delivered this, especially that Punk Eddie Kingston segment was very, very good. You have Brian wrestling. So I, I don't feel, and it was live. It wasn't pre-taped. So that number, I don't feel the same amount of buzz going into full gear as I felt at all out. And maybe it's because of the rumors going into the debuts, but the declining numbers have to be something that they have to be taking a look at and trying to see how they can restructure these shows because it's not it's, it's a downwards trend, not just with Rampage, also with Dynamite. Yeah, they're, you know, I thought that CM Punk, Eddie Kingston segment was fantastic. I thought it was one of the best uh, promo segments of the year. Um, but they, they have been following. It was weird because SmackDown was down too. This was their third lowest uh, uh, audience since the uh, since the, they, they left the Thunderdome. Um, you would have thought last week all the shows would have been up. At, at least Raw, Raw actually was a little. But uh, as far as Dynamite, Rampage... And SmackDown went because they had been up against football. I mean, uh, sorry, not football, baseball uh, in October. So that brought their numbers down. Last week was the first week they didn't have baseball competition. So you, you would have thought all three of those shows would have been higher. Now, SmackDown obviously was higher because it was on FS1 the week before. But compared to what it does on Fox, it, was, it wasn't as good, at least the audience. And Rampage, it did a .22 in 1849 and that's the second lowest rating they've done in the demo you know since the show started so for AEW I thought it was a pretty bad week ratings wise and Mm -hmm. to Issa's point heading into a pay-per-view we'll have to see what they do this week but um, definitely not the same amount of buzz that's kind of impossible though because the last pay-per-view they had CM Punk's first match and all the buzz with Brian Danielson um this one, I don't know. Like, even if there's a Bray Wyatt tease or something like that, I don't see it changing things around. I, I, I get the feeling that this pay per view will either be the lowest, the least bought AEW pay per view this year, or maybe the second. But it's definitely not topping, you know, the last one or um, or Revolution. We chatted a little bit about it on Twitter, Raj, but I'd, it'd be very. I'm very interested to see this rating for a pay per view because this is the one that is theoretically culminating with Hangman finally getting that title shot that they've been building or that title match or winning the title that they've been building kind of for three years. And so I think it will be very fascinating to see if that story payoff is something people will buy into more so than the shocking surprise debut of a wrestler. Uh, And if that changes the way AEW approaches things. Right. I certainly wish they would have given CM Punk and Eddie Kingston a bigger buildup. Um, because I feel like this is the most interesting thing you've done with CM Punk since his debut. Um, that segment on Friday was amazing, and I wish we would have seen a couple of weeks of them going back and forward like that. I feel there would have been a lot more hype going into full gear for CM Punk. Uh, I think uh, the the Brian match is going to be well, but it always going to depend on all these people that debuted at All Out. Where are they at in the car going into full gear? And that's where I feel there's a little bit of the buzz missing. But yes, I'm excited for the Hangman Page moment that we've all been waiting for, but I don't, I just don't feel that same buzz that we felt around All Out. And I get to Raj's point. I get it. There was a lot of, you know, rumors and things going around when it came to All Out, but it was yeah. such an exciting pay-per-view. Yeah, and, and another thing, Issa, to your point about the CM Punk Eddie Kingston thing, not having much of a build, um, you know, the, the, the best thing that they did was on their B show. And yeah. as, as much as I know Tony Khan wants to say they're both A shows, but Rampage, 
with the far, does far fewer viewers than Dynamite. That segment should have been on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. You it's, know, it's where you have the most eyeballs. I feel like Rampage is starting to settle into the kind of show it is, where it's going to be a you're probably going to get lopsided matches in the sense that, you know, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bowens. We know who's coming out with the win, but you're still going to get a really great wrestling match. You're probably going to get a great promo in there. Uh, it's going to be very simple, but as they say, it's the fastest hour in wrestling is kind of their thing. I feel like it's not necessarily an A show, but it is to me feeling like I get what it is, if that makes sense and what it's trying to bring out. That promo, by the way, fire. Eddie Kingston, incredible. Incredible. He's, he's so good. And he's in there with CM Punk, and I was still thinking to myself, Eddie Kingston is the man on the microphone. And CM Same. Punk, he was a little dickish, you know? Like, and so <laughs> yeah. I thought he was great. I, like, I love seeing that CM Punk, not the happy-go-lucky CM Punk. I like the kind of the, mm-hmm. the prick CM Punk. So it was, uh, it was strong stuff. But, yeah, I, I see what you're – like, Rampage, you're not going to – really get big surprises they do they did do punk's return there but outside of that you don't really get the big surprises it's more the big stars wrestling and uh the matches are going to be good there's usually always at least one or two great matches and um yeah but nothing groundbreaking it's not like dynamite is where they do the the huge storyline uh you know transgressions and changes and stuff like that yeah, hopefully we'll see a big angle between the two of them this Wednesday. I I do think that it would have been, I don't know, in the best taste to do it Wednesday after CM Punk cut that promo with Moxley going, you know, with, about Moxley yeah. on Dynamite. And Eddie Kingston being one of John Moxley's best friends in real life, I thought it made sense for Kingston to not be there on Wednesday given the circumstances. So, But I am hoping that this Wednesday they really just give him another opportunity. I would even watch him have a promo battle <laughs> a full gear instead of an actual match right. it was amazing what they did yeah yeah i mean talk about they always say promos are what sell the matches and this was like just a perfect example of that because now i want to see i i wasn't thinking it before the this happened but now i'm like i got a this is mu- a must-see matchup so yeah very well done there so the dynamite rating we'll have to keep an eye on that maybe last week was just an outlier um but last week was a b- bad number for what the show had been doing. It was the the lowest audience for a Wednesday night since July. Um, well, uh, moving on, some other big news uh, between two big stars. Uh, Los Lotharios, uh, they have joined the exclusive club of one-named wrestlers. According to the website, they are now simply Angel and Umberto. Uh, Issa, this means they're, they're, they're stars, right? They're made men, right? That's what happens when, when you're a made man in WWE. They cut one of your names off. I guess. I'm not I'm not a big fan of this team. So listen, whatever. <laughs> you're not a fan of this <laughs> team? These no, guys are great. I love them. <laughs> it's just weird to do it so late after they've been on the main roster. Yeah. Like they've been yeah. featured for so long. They've been used so long. And just, just now, all of a sudden, just do it. It's just weird. And you know what's interesting? Veer, you know, he was one of Jinder's guys coming on Raw. They gave him a last name. His name is now Veer Mahan. So I, that's like the first time on the main roster, I think, since Charlotte, that someone's gotten a last name. Yeah, I wonder... <laughs> I wish I could. That's the things I wish I could ask Mr. Man. A lot of people want to ask like, these big questions. I just want to ask, why did you add a name to Veer? We already knew him as Veer. <laughs> and there's yeah. no other Veers on the on the roster. Why would you care? I, I don't know. 
yeah. interesting, but um, <laughs> in any case, uh, it's interesting. But uh, uh, I want to talk to you guys about um, about how just the machismo of uh, the Lothario skies, and uh, it made me think of this amazing product called Hone. And Hone is a comprehensive hormone optimization clinic that helps men get back their energy focus, libido, and muscle mass by addressing low testosterone. Hone offers at-home biomarker testing, in-depth physician video consults, and FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Since it launched in 2020, Hone has helped thousands of men. You know, I know I work in uh, in some pro wrestling companies, championship wrestling from Hollywood Primetime Live. I did some stuff at Defy. You see these guys, they're all jacked. They're all big. They're all high energy. It made me think, I need to keep up with these fellas. So that's where something like Hone was really great for me. Uh, Raj, have you had a chance to uh, check out Hone? And Isa, I'm not sure you have, but uh, do you have any uh, experience with the company? <laughs> I, I'm definitely familiar with it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm above 40. That's no secret. I'm 46. Uh, a lot of uh, my friends uh, have had issues with low testosterone once you once you turn 40 it, it just drops and you see i'd see i'd have friends who had just low energy just it just really hit them uh they'd be exhausted you know like at the end of the day and and be tired basically the whole time so you know i i know a lot of people who you know have been uh affected by this and you know hone helps men get testing and treatment for low testosterone uh, from the comfort of your own home. And so uh, you don't have to go to a doctor or, or a, you know, a hospital or a clinic. Uh, it's all done at your home. And, you know, testosterone, it affects energy levels, muscle mass, food, uh, uh, focus, overall mood. And so it's a great way to do it straight from your own home. And I know a lot of guys are kind of embarrassed talking about this stuff, but one thing to know is that uh, testosterone levels have decreased substantially over the generations. Our father's generation had testosterone levels that were 25% higher than ours today. And the thing is, it's not our fault. There are many factors such as environmental changes that are affecting our generation. Today, 30 million men in the U.S. have low testosterone that is affecting their daily lives. Hone Health can help. Testosterone is more than just a sex hormone. It affects energy levels, muscle mass, focus, overall mood. Hone helps men get testing and treatment for low testosterone from the comfort of their own home. This is my favorite part. It's an easy process. You collect the sample and mail it into the lab. Once results are ready, video chat with a real doctor. The doctor will recommend a personalized treatment plan based on your biomarkers and symptoms. And the treatment includes FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. I'm not a medical expert myself, but Hone is, and they'll be there for you every step of the way. You can order Hone's... E <laughs> You can order Hone's easy-to-use at-home assessment test today to learn your testosterone levels. For a limited time only, listeners get the at-home testing and the doctor consultation for only $45. Go to HoneHealth.com slash I-N-C to take advantage now. That's Hone, H-O-N-E, Health.com slash I-N-C to get the at-home testing and doctor consultation for $45. Folks, that is a steal of a deal. You need to check it out. Home from home. Absolutely. That, 
you should be a copywriter or something or what do you call people come up with the with the uh taglines <laughs> hone in from home uh so raw had some tough competition tonight with this uh with this football game these football games have been pretty crazy this season this one this just, monday just going night back football and games forth. have been insane mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one just went to the very last second and uh the bears missed a kick and uh, or missed the field goal attempt, so the Steelers won by two. So it was it was crazy. The Bears, the Bears. I have the a, Bears. One of my good good <laughs> friends is a huge Bears fan. WrestleMania so, uh, two. The Bears were in the battle royal. Yes. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. One of the one of the greatest wrestling clinics you'll ever see is the uh, the Bears in the battle royal. Right. Well, uh, William the Refrigerator oh, Perry was in there. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, speaking of wrestling clinics, we had Raw this week, and I thought it was a great show. They had a lot of really good stuff that happened, and I am ready to fight you both on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start off with Kevin Owens trying to be friends with Big E, even though Big E attacked him with a big ending last week. He still wants to be buddies. Uh, we get a Cocoa Butter shout-out, and Seth Rollins comes to the ring and starts to speak the truth about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is uh, someone who can't be trusted, but everyone hates Seth Rollins for saying this, even though historically that's the truth. He's right here. Uh, Issa, how did you like the start of this show from the cocoa butter to Seth Rollins' coat to the fact that KO chased off the the crazy guy, Seth Rollins? Um, I I love the story that they built throughout the show with Kevin Owens. I think my first tweet tonight was, please turn Kevin Owens. So I was so glad that we ended up getting a payoff to this because I don't see Kevin Owens being the person that goes backstage telling people, I care about your opinion about me. That's just not the Kevin Owens that we know and love. Seth Rollins loved him. I thought he was making some valid points out there, but I do think that they have been giving him these segments, these talking segments that just go on a little too long. I don't hate what he says. I just wish that we just like roll it back just a couple of minutes because it starts getting a little too long. But he was making some valid points out there. And the cocoa butter rubbing Biggie, that's what Biggie does. I love that fact of that Biggie can be taken seriously, but at the same time can be doing something so silly and you still appreciate him for that. So yeah, I just wish Seth would not talk for as long as he did. But it was great. It was great to see Seth Rollins open up Monday Night Raw. There's been... I felt last week Ross too felt different and, and that's the new roster and stars that we haven't seen being a part of Raw being here. I thought tonight's Raw felt like it was like 12 hours long. Just felt <laughs> so long. It just Ooh. would not end. Um, <laughs> Seth Rollins, you know, it's the same thing I said last week. I, he's out there. He's trying. He's doing this new character. It's kind of like, was it you that said the Joker, Jack, or was it Justin? That was Justin, but he's yeah. right. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker. The way he moves to the ring, you know, when he's coming out for a promo. So, I like that he's trying it, but he comes. it, it just doesn't come across as realistic when he's talking. It's so over the top that it doesn't feel authentic. Like, that's really him. Um, like, that's how his character would really talk. So, it's a little too over the top for me, but it's not boring. And um, Issa, I was kind of doing the same thing with uh, Kevin Owens. I'm like... They've got to be turning him heel, right? Because he was yeah. so annoying uh, with trying to get everyone to to like him, I guess, or know that he's not a bad guy, and and it paid off. But then again, you have Kevin Owens turning on he turning heel on Big E, but Big E just beat him last week, you know, clean. Yeah. 
and then later on again. I don't know. It's I always hate when they start a program after you've already seen right after you've already seen the result. Right. Yeah. Well, but this will be a different Kevin Owens this time around. Yeah, that's uh, true. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Uh, we get a backstage segment with the Brobots and the Street Profits. Norton says that if the Profits don't like Omos, they're on their own. That leads to the eight-man tag team match of Dirty Dogs and AJ and Omos versus Street Profits and RK Bro. Fun stuff, but the story is Riddle goes against Randy Orton's instructions and tries to help the Street Profits. He gets beat for it. But also, Dirty Dogs and AJ and Omos had a little bit of a... a mix up at the end of the match there which might lead to some, some stuff raj this is the tag team division it's getting kind of shook up this is a repeat a bit i'm not saying this is all brand new but they're kind of mixing things up a little bit did you like how they handled this i don't think they're mixing things up it's just they don't know what to do with these teams so they just this this week they're like well, let's just put them all in the same match and next week it'll be you know against who got the win ziggler even was, though uh, yeah. Orton and, and Riddle have already beaten the Dirty Dogs uh, a bunch of times, they're, you know, I, I guess they're going to go back to that. I could not care less about this match. Again, and there weren't any real stakes. It just feels like a repeat over and over. Um, it was long. A lot of these matches were so long that didn't have any stakes. And I just couldn't, you know, again, what other tag teams are there on Raw? Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy, but and Chad, and we'll get to that. Chad Gable looked great. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the problem is that we have seen RK Bro and Styles and Omas just interact with each other since what? After, right after WrestleMania, they started running this entire thing. It's been going on for too long. I will continue to say AJ Styles needs to be in the singles division again. They need to figure something out to where him and Omas break up because he just feels... I don't want to say the word wasted, but I'm going to say wasted right now. This tag team division is horrible. This match went on for way too long. That's when Raw started becoming long for me, like Raj was saying. I was, I'm was i not invested into anything these tag teams are doing. Not even RK, bro. And I was in Providence last week, and I'll tell you something. They are over. The crowd loves them. So just put them in an interesting field with someone because people want to see them. But do we necessarily want to see them interact with the same people week after week after week? No. Yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 you have Survivor Series coming up. First of all, they 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 just go on social media and announce the teams, which no. you have three Survivor hours. Series, you, it's not one of the big fours anymore. They no, not care. even close. No. I, I I was even saying it has the least stakes of any pay per view of the year. It's number eight, eighth biggest show of the year. There's <laughs> there's Crown Jewel, WrestleMania, Super Showdown, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank. And I don't know, fast lane, something day else. Day one, day one. <laughs> Elimin- day elimination chamber. <laughs> the elimination chamber. Yeah. The house show that they do in the UK, the house show in Puerto Rico, <laughs> and their Survivor yeah. Series. But yeah, you, instead of just having announcing these matches on social media, you got a three hour show to fill. You could have had qualifying matches throughout the show. So there's a reason that you need to win. And like this could have been one of them where, you know, the team that wins gets to be on Team Raw or, or whatever. So, but. To, to that point, I, I, the one thing I didn't like about well, thing that the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about this one was that because we have Survivor Series happening so soon, why are we getting an almost Survivor Series match? Like this basically was almost a, a Survivor. You're kind of giving away the whole point. It's like saying before Hell in a Cell, we're going to have a cage match. Like 
you're right well the entire show revolves around that and the whole can they coexist and how we're going to have team raw is full of people that just got drafted to this brand why would they care about raw they were just in smackdown and they've been on raw for two weeks do you really think they care and why would you draft Seth Rollins to your team when he gave up last year? He literally sacrificed himself and got eliminated. So if I'm Adam Pierce, I'm like, I don't want him on my team. He don't care. It's Survivor Series. This whole thing is a joke. I feel like Survivor Series, if you're doing brand versus brand, it should be combined with the draft. So, right. like, you, you lose a match, you're, you know... The winning brand gets these draft picks, and then you do the draft pick, the draft after that. After, and, uh, correct. Yeah, and then that way you could play off Survivor Series. It has stakes. It has meaning. Um, and, you know, you make those kind of stipulations. Because right now, it's the one pay-per-view. There's no title matches. So, basically, it's completely inconsequential the week after or the day after. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, not talked about after, uh, right after the show's over. Isn't that most of them? No. I mean, usually you have title changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, Crown Jewel, you've got Reigns and Lesnar still going. You, well, that's uh, the biggest show of the year. Come on. <laughs> Crown Jewel was good. Come on. Crown Jewel <laughs> well, was actually, actually a good show. this year. That was one of their best. Thing, my favorite thing was Raj. I think you tweeted how they keep talking about how Raw swept SmackDown. And that wasn't last year. Like, what did they? They don't even know their own records. Like, what? <laughs> Well, someone was brought up that I think what they meant was last year's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match, men's match. There were no eliminations on Team Raw. But yeah, the way they said it, like a clean sweep, you thought like up and down the show, and that was three years ago. But apparently, I think they meant just last week's Team Raw did not have, and none of the members were eliminated. But it's like, who cares? What'd you get out of that? Yeah. Uh, Brian Outen in the chat says, Hello, people. Remember the Snake Pit, Piper's Pit, and Bro Love Show? Will WWE ever go back? Just asking. And lastly, repeated shows, Raj, you're so true. Stay safe. I think they do a ton of those kinds of things, the, uh, the yeah. talk show segments. There, haven't, there hasn't been a really good one in a long time. The last, I, I, I mean, like they had Bayley. the drip drop show for like a week. Remember John Morrison had it? Yeah. <laughs> the drip drop. <laughs> Whatever it was uh, called. The only one I've really liked recently was Bailey's Ding Dong yes. Hello. Ding Dong that Hello. One was, that one was really good. The other ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the last time you really saw big things happening on one of those shows was probably. Uh, when Edge, when Edge was doing the, but way back in the day, because since then they've kind of all been interchangeable and, and uh, pretty forgettable. But what was Edge just called? Um, the Cutting Edge or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember or something. And then Jericho well, with the highlight reel. Most yeah. of the names of the shows, I'm not really like they feel very. I don't know. Ding Dong Hello is a funny one, but no, Piper, I, I go, Piper's Pit's a good one. Piper's most, Pit's classic, and Brother Love Show's classic. But like, uh, like most of the shows, like Ms. TV, don't really stand out to me as like a name I remember. I'm just like, oh yeah, Ms. TV. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of Ms. TV, this has nothing to do with it. But the next segment that happens is uh, backstage. Ko's trying to get Mysterio to believe him. He doesn't, uh, and Mysterio's too busy. He's got to go chat with Adam Pierce, who now suddenly says that Dom has to earn a spot on Team raw for a survivor series raj you asked for qualifying matches here we go but isa i gotta ask you when it comes to beating up wrestling legends kids is there anyone better than bobby lashley brock lesnar 
<laughs> but listen, he's 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 suspended and he has a fine to pay. So here's Bobby Lashley being everybody's hero. Why why do you put him in the, in the he's team? He's not the game? hero. He is the hero. <laughs> Issa loves it. Issa loves seeing <laughs> Dom get smashed. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> listen I, I i thought that ray mysterio had a good promo later on when he was like why put him on the on the team to begin with agreed it's like okay then you should have just not announced the teams and have the qualifying match to begin with did i think dominic feel out of praise in this broad team 100 percent. so of course i was rooting for lashley here and now team raw looks pretty pretty badass i do think ray mysterio will get eliminated first though I, I was thinking when, when Lashley got put on the team, I was thinking Raw has to be the favorite, right, Raj? Team Raw? Gosh, what, what's Team SmackDown? It's Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, yeah. He's good. Corbin. Corbin. Corbin's sneaky good in these situations. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me bring it up. It's like... Uh, Sammy Singh? Was it Sammy? Hold on. Um, no, Sammy's first one out. Yeah, Sammy's the first one out. Um, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, <laughs> Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Team Raw. So Team Raw. Uh, Team King, Raw. King Woods. And, and you know, refer to him as the King. Thank you. King Woods. My bad. <laughs> and we know SmackDown's. You know, Roman's beating Big E. So. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, and. That's a good time for uh, to give a shout out. Jax in the chat says he just wants to stop by and send his love. Thank you, Jax. Always appreciated. Uh, Always good hearing from Jax. Being a part of the show. Uh, someone else who was appreciated was uh, Chad Gable say, saying that KO is a liar and that he's going to go beat up Big E. And Rollins loved to hear that. They have a match, Big E versus Chad Gable. I thought this was fun. I never thought that Chad Gable was going to win this match, but I thought it was a fun match. I thought that, in my mind, I was thinking this is a perfect place for Chad Gable to have great matches against guys like Big E, so Big E can get a you know meaningful win that's fun to watch, but also doesn't feel like a retread. Uh, I loved this. Uh, Issa, did you like seeing Alpha Academy get involved? Also, Otis, Big E, stare down. Oh, 1,000% love this match. It's very hard to make someone look good in defeat, but Chad Gable manages to do that every single time, and it's just because he's so talented. I want to see Chad Gable against everyone every week just because that's somebody that I would just enjoy watching wrestle when, for no reason whatsoever. But he did have some good valid points for Biggie last week and then again this week. Um, I thought Biggie looked great here. I, I love the stare down between the two of them. It makes Otis feels a little bit important again because he felt like such a backdrop to this you know entire storyline with Chad Gable but Chad Gable is amazing incredibly talented underrated underused and this is how you should be using him every week this was great yeah this was really good I thought I, I thought this was my favorite match on the show um Same. I thought it, the stuff Chad was doing was just super impressive with Big E and so this is where like if it was the old days Chad Gable got some you know we, we, he, he came across you know, it, it benefited him even though he lost this ma- mm-hmm. this match. And so what you would do back in the old days is now you start giving him some wins and build him up, you know. And WWE just lately, they'll seem to start doing that and then just drop it. I hope they start giving Chad Gable some wins. Let him beat, you know, you know, uh, I mean, there's a ton of guys you can beat. Um, right. 
and and just start getting him some wins, give him some momentum, and see where it goes. Yeah, and so and now if they have Otis versus Biggie next week, I think that'll be fun and another chance for Biggie to get a big win against someone. I I like this. I like how that that whole thing played out. This is a part I really like about um, about Raw tonight. Mike in the chat says Lashley looked great tonight, and MVP is back. It was great to see MVP back as well. Very Just quiet, in- subtle return for MVP, right? Right. It was yeah. kind of a subtle return, yeah. Yeah, he was Same just there. He just tonight. came out. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. just came out with, with Lashley, and you're like, oh, crap, he's back. Yeah, I agree. Same with AJ, who should be in the singles division. <laughs> uh, it was what's great about you know seeing him back is it makes me think of all the people that uh, you know you get to see again after not seeing him for a long time. Like our family won't be together for the holidays this year, but I found a way to bring us all together safely, and that's the hand painted compilation portrait from Paint Your Life, and it makes the perfect gift. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. And you can send any picture of yourself, your children, your family, a special place, a cherished pet, anything like that. And they can combine them into a single painting. That, I think, is the coolest thing. You can choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Now, Raj, I know you have friends who tried home, but you personally tried paint your life right oh absolutely i have it right here i show it every time paint your life is our sponsor but uh we got this family picture done uh, our dog everyone it was, and uh it was perfect you know we they sent us a first revision uh over email and then we'd say oh this can you tweak this a little bit if you look at the picture just tweak this a little bit and they keep going back and forth until you're 100 percent happy and then they sent it. This is hanging up in our home. Everyone compliments it. It's 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 awesome. It's and it's a it's a cool way to have a, a family picture, um, but with a twist. And it's different. And it's cool. And it's art. And so, uh, yeah, I love it. And we're, I'm hoping to get another one done soon. Yeah, if you want to get one for yourself, um, you can go to paintyourlife.com. There's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed, and right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping to get this special offer. Text the word WRESTLING to 64000. That's WRESTLING to 64000. Text WRESTLING to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but I'm pretty sure that Vince McMahon used paint your life for the portrait of himself that he has hanging up. <laughs> there weren't dot coms <laughs> back then. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I read it on Twitter. <laughs> I will be tweeting the picture of my dog that I would like for somebody in my family to turn into art. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it is a really cool service. Like like I said, you can just you send in pictures, they paint them. It makes it look really cool, and you get to work with the artist. So definitely recommend checking out, especially with the holidays coming up. If you're Absolutely. like me and like to just do everything on you know the internet instead of going to an actual store, yeah, <laughs> it's the best way to do it. And if you got a, a husband, wife, um, you know, and you're you've been in a relationship for a while, you're tired of getting the same old gifts over and over. This is a really cool one. Um, so we have a fatal five way between the real, real quick. One thing, uh, we didn't touch on eight first with the tag match. Uh, first of all, we mentioned AJ Styles was back, but another thing they were teasing, uh, Randy Orton and Omas again. 
And that thing feels big. Like the the crowds pop for it. They really want to see it. So um, their next pay-per-view is until January 1st where they'd be able to do it. So I don't know if they hold off until then. It's kind of a ways to go. But they've been doing a good job of, of not uh, not paying that off too quickly. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you, you brought that back up because... I'm ready for it. I know we've talked about, like, let's tease it and drag it out. I'm ready for it. I want to see him <laughs> fight now. Like, let's just do it Monday. <laughs> throw, throw out all the build and give it to me on Monday. No, but you're right. I think January 1st, I think that's that's when it has to happen, I'd imagine. Because it's I, – I don't know how they go much longer than that without having these two have a match. I mean, they might put point. it on one of those Monday nights on December, given that December doesn't have a pay-per-view. Um, but also December is kind of known for an, for a – for it being a very slow month in, in wrestling. So I can also see them waiting until the first, you know, day one pay-per-view. But yeah, I agree. I cannot wait to see it. And if there's somebody that you want to put somebody like Omas in the ring with, it's Randy Orton. Save, he's going to make sure that the match goes well. Um, I think that could be one, a big, big moment for Omas if he's going to be wrestling a singles match. Yeah. And I like the little things they do too with the backstage with Randy Orton saying like look if you if you have a problem with Omos you're on your own I'm not getting involved like when the legend killer says I'm not getting involved with that guy that makes him seem like such a massive superstar just the little things I think are so great yeah, um, they've done a good job with that and a reason why you guys should agree this is a really great episode of raw this week we also have a- <laughs> I don't know about that Jack yeah, but- Jack. <laughs> we have uh, two two segments really quick uh they announced that the women are going to have a fatal five-way from the uh, Survivor Series team, and Dewdrop is uh, doesn't really get why people get rematches. Clearly, she has a lot to learn about being on Raw. <laughs> She's but... been here long enough. She had to go against Eva Marie like ten times. What did she tell right. you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was interesting because it's now showing the women's division. So this is the first time I can remember that the, the the locker room seems like they're broken up about who got picked and who didn't get picked. Maybe because there was no qualifying matches. Uh, also, we get a quick selfie with Austin Theory and uh, Mysterio, but you had mentioned that a little bit already, Issa. But Raj, I want to talk to you. The women's division is falling apart at the seams before Survivor Series even starts. And not just that. You know, one thing I hated back in the day was WWE, they would just kind of clump all the women together in one segment. Like, instead of them being, you know, having different segments with different women throughout the show, um, they they would all just be in one segment. And you kind of saw that tonight with that backstage segment with Dana Brooke and and Nikki Ash and, and, and everyone. And it's just like, can we come up with more meaningful stuff for these women than just to clump them all together uh, week after week. And you were starting to see that for a while with, you know, especially when Ronda Rousey came in and you'll see it on SmackDown every now and then, but it it feels like they're going backwards uh, with the, with the booking of the women's division, like outside of the Becky Lynch feud, it's like, there's, there's no direction for every, anyone. Was it kind of a shock that Rhea Ripley's on the team and Nikki ASH isn't? Issa? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes it was but i mean they they mentioned I, I just don't think it makes any sense the way that they're going about this because you mentioned how dominic mysterio felt so out of place in the men's team because you had all former wwe champions okay so why aren't we doing the same thing for the women's because then you will have to put nikki ash in there 
and remove um, Selena Vega, but Selena's the queen. So then have a qualifying match, right? You know, the things that qualifying matches could do. I also kind of like didn't like that Dudra pointed out all of the title matches that Bianca has had just because we do love Bianca so much and you don't want to see her go down in that route. But as soon as Dudra said that, I couldn't help but to start counting. Oh my God, she has had about five or six in like the last two months. Right. So it's like if you're trying to protect Bianca, because it does feel until last week when she lost to Becky, she was somehow being protected throughout these title matches. Don't bring up the fact that she's been in like so many title matches for two different titles so recently. So I was like, I mean, I get it. I thought it made Dewdrop look strong, but it didn't make sense the way that they did the entire thing. And now it's going to be a can they coexist, which is the common storyline for everyone every Monday, every single and, time. And is Dewdrop a heel now? She was acting very heelish tonight. I would yeah. assume that she attacked, she attacked Bianca. So Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Everyone says I like everything, but I am very sour on how Bianca Belair has been treated since SummerSlam. Uh, again, it feels a bit like, okay, she didn't remind us how for two months she's been beaten up every week. But uh, let's just talk about this match. Becky Lynch is on commentary. This was a fun match, by the way. I thought this women's match was actually really, really fun. The story came down to Becky putting down Liv the whole match and <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> Liv wins uh, and Dewdrop, yeah, becomes a bully and starts beating up Bianca Belair. Uh, now, Issa, this is setting up, and to Raj's point, talking about separate things happening, now we do have, it looks like Liv versus Becky happening. We have Bianca versus Dewdrop happening. Uh, and maybe... Zelina Vega and Carmella versus uh, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. Does that kind of untangle everything and give us some some good rivalries in the women's division? Kind of, but I mean, we we already saw Nikki Ash and Rhea against Carmella and Selena last week, so they're just gonna keep replaying it because you don't have any women's tag teams. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, so did we you got, we got did, five more of those? I mean, before did, close, we, skip, right? did we skip the twenty four seven segment? No, we'll go back to it. We were just already talking about the women's okay. division. Okay, uh, okay. I'm only saying that because I <laughs> yeah. love how uh, Becky Lynch on commentary kept telling um, Corey Graves that he got robbed by Baron Saxton. It was, it, yes. it was cracking me <laughs> up. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really fun match. If it would have not been for Gable still in the show, this probably would have been my favorite match of the night. I thought how the women kept one-upping the other and outthinking the other, which is the way that it should be in a fatal five way. I'm excited for Liv. I don't think that Liv will beat Becky. But to see her in the title picture, you know, after such a long time and, and so many fans just, you know, routing behind her to finally get this chance, it, it feels like a big deal. And like you said, Jack, you set up different storylines here. So overall, job well done, but you have Survivor Series and all five of these women are supposed to get along for Survivor Series. So maybe you should have set this up after the fact. Yeah, and in storyline, what sense does it have to have them competing against each other when there's when you care so much about Team Raw winning? Then why would you have them, you know, at each other's throats just two weeks before uh, the Survivor Series? It it just kind of doesn't make sense. But and we could also poke the hole in uh, why do they care about Team Raw winning? Like they're on both shows. Why do they want Team Raw to win? Who's that? Oh, the tag champs? Um, no, just uh, Pierce and or... Uh, uh, right. Right. right, right. <laughs> why like, why, why is he point. like, I really want Raw to win? Why? What's, what yeah, that's... You're on both... Yeah, that's true. You're on both shows. Oh, you should... Right. 
Maybe because of Brock should have killed Raw. you. I was gonna say he doesn't get F five on Monday Night Raw, so maybe he he wants Monday Night Raw to win because of that. His job is a lot more dangerous on Fridays, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Between between the tribal chief and the. Uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, dangerous and, and the I I, t- I kind of take back what I said about them not having enough storylines for women. I forgot about the Dewdrop Bianca that they did that tonight, so yeah. that, that'll be good. I kind I'm kind of bummed Dewdrop turned because I feel like people liked her. Maybe I was mistaken there, but I don't know. I feel like it's dead silence when she comes out. Yeah, I think just that name is so bad that it's just hard to get behind someone named Dewdrop. Do you think they could turn? Do you think the name could become good as a bad guy? No, the name like, like one of those. Good, period. <laughs> it, it it needs to be dropped. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Isn't there like a kids show where the bully has a, a goofy name? I'm trying. To, Simpsons was Nelson. Well, I don't know. It seems like there's a like the Sandlot or something as a character with a a bully with a silly name that I can't remember right now, but. <laughs> In any case, uh, let's talk about the 24-7 title because this was actually really fun for me. Uh, so Drake wins the title in a, let me check my notes here, regular match. <laughs> then uh, he loses the title to uh, Akira, then Graves, then Saxton, then Drake, then Reggie gets it again. Herpes gets involved along with R-Truth. This was total madness. I personally popped most for Saxton getting the title. <laughs> Raj, oh, who, no. who did you want to leave with the title tonight? Uh, so I'm so done with these 24-7 segments. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think the Graves and Saxton thing was kind of clever. I, I, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. And uh, But outside of that, yeah, and I, and I like Reggie too. He does some really cool stuff. But, um, man, this thing has just been going on forever, you know, and it's just so redundant. And it's always a roll-up. I mean, geez, it's... I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I was I was done with this and took the Graves, um, Byron Saxton part. I kind of, I popped for that. I would, I would be lying if I didn't. But yeah, Corey Graves was definitely robbed. I wanted Corey Graves to remain 24-7 champion for a little bit longer. I let, thought... let Carmella pin him at home and like, and like, and like film it. And then post it later like you used to. Back in the day, you used to do those segments outside of Monday Night Raw. And that's when it was fun. That, so for me, I love Saxon in it because he's always just the punching bag on commentary. And yeah. it felt like that was the only time he ever got one up on Corey Graves. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh my God, he got one up on Corey Graves. Good for him. Uh, so that's why I love that part. But I, I, I thought this was actually kind of fun. It, it, it does amount to a they're right back where they started. But and, and I know you can't think too much during these segments. But like Akira Tozawa was rolled up by Corey Graves, right? And then uh, he was just laid out from being rolled up, like you know, at ringside right. for like <laughs> two, two minutes. It's a devastating move, right? The roll up can take you out. <laughs> Uh, well, we get to the end of the show. We get to Big E on commentary while Seth and KO have a match. Seth tra- says that he planned it all along with KO. And uh, Big E ends up costing KO the match uh, at the end here and gets a count out. Really big match here. This is a good one as well for people who like good matches. This is another good one. Uh, but the story here, KO goes nuts at the end and just starts attacking Big E. Like I said, it is a different type of KO this time around. 
Issa, is it going to be enough, though, to take the title from Big E? Absolutely not, but <laughs> it's, a fun, it's fun to see Kevin o- this Kevin Owens back. I missed him. I thought they should have turned him heel right after his program with Roman Reigns, to be honest with you, but they did it here, and I'm fine with that. I agree with Raj. I, didn't, I had not thought about that until he brought it up, the fact that we already saw Big E beat him clean, so it kind of like takes away from the turn, but it doesn't take away from the things that he can do in the future with a couple of the other baby faces in Monday Night Raw future being within three months (laughs) you know that might be all that he has left here but i could see him putting some fun people over with this new version of his character and kevin owens is just one of those guys whenever he's a baby face he's just floundering he's not really doing anything and it's always when he's a heel that he's kind of in the title picture or uh you know whether it was with kofi or or when he had the title Uh, with the one exception was his feud with reigns earlier this year but he just he just seems like He's not really setting the world on fire as a babyface. So I was glad to see him turn heel. He, I think he's much better in that role. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think, again, he got he still got beat, even though it was by countout. I'm not a fan of investing 30 minutes into a match and you get a countout or a DQ finish. But for the story, it, it you know, it made sense. He shouldn't have gotten pinned here if, if they're going with a Big E, Kevin Owens storyline. Uh, so, yeah, he's kind of got two feuds going, or three feuds, Big E. At the same time, with Otis, uh, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins, and they don't have any pay-per-views uh, for a while. so And potentially, Austin Theory, who made a quick cameo at ringside for this, which I know seems little, but I feel, I always say, the WWE doesn't do things on accident. They wanted him out at ringside next to the world champion in the main event for a reason. And I'm not saying he's going to win the title next week or anything, but... If you didn't know Austin Theory is going to be a big star, he's going to be a big star. I, I think that... Oh, 100%. I, look at the people uh, he's been rubbing elbows with backstage in his backstage segments. I mean, he started yeah. with Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio. Now, you know, you're getting him in there with Big E. Yeah, I agree. I think they have they have something big in store for him. Yeah, yeah um, this was definitely planting the seed and, you know, giving him a little... Giving him the rub, kind of, you know, with being in that main event segment. Uh, he did have an appearance earlier in the night. There was a backstage segment where Ray and Dominic were kind of complaining about, you know, why even put him in the match? Why not, you know, what was the point of doing that? And then Austin Theory came in and took a selfie and left. Um, this guy's a star. I mean, he's uh, he's gonna, he's got a ton of potential. So uh, I like it. I, I think adding him to the mix adds entertainment and you know we were talking earlier about how i felt like rollins doesn't come across as believable with this character austin theory comes across as totally believable as that character Mm -hmm. i would actually hate to find out that he's not that way i'd hate to find out that he's (laughs) he's like a nice guy donating to charity and (laughs) yeah yeah i I would actually be bummed out like oh really he's nice (laughs) uh so but I, i going back to the main point of this uh I love seeing KO go heel. I love because I I think he's fine as a as a good guy. I think he's okay, but he's really good as a bad guy. I think kind of like a CM Punk. When he's a nice guy, you're like hey, he's good, he's solid. But when he's a bad guy, he's great. And so I love seeing this side of Kevin Owens. And yeah, you said to your point. I think if he's only going to be like if he's only going to be there for a few more months, this is a great version of him to to use to have these matches and. 
you know, whether he's losing. We don't know. We don't know. Ultimately, I I don't know that he would have dropped it in a promo if 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 he's really thinking about leaving. You know, he he mentioned it last week, and I was like, does that mean he's resigning? Because I don't know that they would have let him mention it. You know, like that so openly. But um, even if he stays, whether he stays or he goes, to in my opinion, this is the best version of Kevin Owens, um, especially on the mic. And we are missing some good, believable promos on Monday Night Raw. I felt like that was that was that, that's lacking. And we had a lot of great in ring action tonight. But you know, you're not getting those promo battles that feel real. He brought that last week when he came out. He brought that realness into that promo. And as a heel, I know he's just gonna turn it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought the match itself for me it was too long. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially with no stakes. Again, you know, when you're investing that much time again doing a countout finish, I think it's just really weak. But um, I don't know. I, I I went into this match thinking I was excited about watching it just because they're right. both so good. But I I think they just went too long to, to where after a while I'm like, okay, can we let's end this? Let's do the angle. You know, like the post show angle. It when is, Big I, E came out, I was shocked. I was like, it's only then, like, I thought we were going to get a short something with Damian Priest because we didn't even see him on the show tonight. Yeah. I thought we would get something in the middle there and then maybe start this around the 1030 mark. But they started it so early that I was like, why are we? There was two matches and it was that one in the tag match that I felt went on so long tonight that you could have just fit in something else that, you know, was necessary. Yeah, they kind of started like ten twenty. Even is when they were kind of starting. It was ten seventeen. It was ten yeah. seventeen when Biggie came out to the ring, and I was like, "He said he was coming out for the main event." So for a second, I was like, "Why is he out here already?" Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Give him that much time." Right. Then I was like, "Is there another main event?" Because <laughs> they did have enough time for two matches. So easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. And, and to your point, I don't mind longer matches, but this one you knew some there was going to be shenanigans, and so right. you were kind of waiting. Okay, when did the shenanigans start? Yeah, because yeah, then we're just gonna end this like clean when someone raises their hand at the end. So, uh, but overall, I thought it was still fun. Uh, Sheed Black in the chat says Oscar the Grouch is a good bully name. I agree. I like <laughs> Straight into the point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's not a bully. He's grouchy. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that. that does it for raw this week again i thought it was a good episode uh where do you where do you guys rank it on a scale of one to 100 raj where do you put it what (laughs) uh we can do one to (laughs) ten on a scale of a to z (laughs) i'd I'd say a six and a half and, and nothing really big happened. Nothing really that exciting. Nothing where, uh, well, actually, let me take that back. Kevin Owens' heel turn was good. Um, but outside of that, eh. Six out of ten, you know, a lot of people think that that's like a D, but really six out of ten means it's better than 60% of the Raws you're going to see. So it's better than half. Yeah, it's better than right? five. It's better right. than five. <laughs> yeah, five out of ten. <laughs> So I'm going to say that means you thought it was great. (laughs) What about you, Issa? What would you say? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a six out of ten as well. You know what? I'll do six and a half just to not give it the exact same that Raj did. Um, (laughs) I just, I I thought it was great. There was nothing, if, if somebody told me, what do I need to go back and watch? 
I don't know that there's anything that was must-watch television outside of this Kevin Owens heel turn, right? And that probably, a scroll through Twitter, you wouldn't really find out about it. Right. So, yeah, I, I really, I, maybe it's because I'm biased because I'm such a big fan of, of what they did last week, but I thought that T-Bar and Priest killed it last week, and then you set up the angle with Apollo Crews coming out at the end, and no follow-up to that this week, even in a backstage interaction between them or something. Um, that was that was a little bit disappointing. I, I feel with Survivor Series coming up, you should be highlighting your champions. There was no mention of Priest versus Shinsuke at all, which, which in my opinion, should be a great match coming up at Survivor Series. They did a good job at putting over um, Big E and uh, Roman and Charlotte and Becky, but they didn't mention the other matches. So, I mean, again... Those mid card titles don't—they don't make them feel important. Yeah, and they—and they didn't even have any cross interaction between Raw and SmackDown. Now I know SmackDown's overseas right now, but you could do an interview segment where you have Charlotte here and Becky there, and you have them going back and forth, or Roman and Biggie pre-recorded. Um, right. But there's been nothing, so you're going to have one Raw before Survivor Series, and you know I'm guessing that's where they'll do something, but. For what's supposed to be one of the big four pay-per-views of the year and not having any kind of interaction at all so far, uh, it just feels like such an afterthought. The big eight. Big eight. Yeah, we're all waiting <laughs> We're all waiting for the invasion, you know? Chain right. Man saying, under siege. None right. of that has happened. So. No. They had the Usos at Monday Night Raw. I think it was last week or the week before because they were on Raw Talk. Right. right. Them Why and... not? Why not? Even a dirty look backstage between right. them and RK Bro, just something. Yeah. It is crazy because Big E and Roman Reigns could be Mania. It could be our Mania main event. It's huge. That's a huge matchup. And Big E and Roman Reigns have been teasing this match since Big E was still Mr. Money in the Bank. Right. So the fact that they haven't even interacted to like set it up, I don't know. I mean, they 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 gave us the themes on social media this weekend, so we should not be shocked by this. All right, and I think it's going to be Roman and Brock at WrestleMania, but. Um, you guys catch Becky singing Becky on the Block and kind of yeah. forgetting yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. She forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Don't be she had a by good the save, rocks though. that I got. She had a good save. She was saying, what was it that they got her flustered? Commentary got her flustered. That was funny. <laughs> and that's another one of my pet peeves. Uh, with that, with the women's match, it, it, you know, they did a long match. But you knew Liv Morgan was going to win because they set it up last week. Why, if, you know... Don't do that last week. You know, that's taken out 10 seconds of the show. But by having Liv coming in, you know that she's winning tonight. My first thought was this moment would have felt so much bigger for Liv Morgan if we would have not gotten that stare down last week. Yeah. They kind of oversold it on commentary, too. Like with her, with Becky being like, all these women are great except Liv. I should never have to face Liv. In no world would I have a match with Liv. Well, it was it was almost like what I told you earlier with Doudrop, where it gets too real because she started mentioning everything that all these women have accomplished, and then she was like, well, "What has Lynn Morgan done?" And I'm like, "Becky, slow down, man! Like, don't bury her like that." Well, you know, that's where some planning would do some good because just the week before they teased Liv and Becky, Liv was losing to Carmella right, in like right. two minutes. So which commentary said it too? They were like, and and she's she's getting some payback because Carmela took her out of the Queens tournament, and I'm like, okay, way to make Liv Morgan look like the weakest thing there is. Right. Yeah, yeah. you know this happens every year. We kind of say it every year. WWE is kind of on cruise control, waiting for January when football season ends, the ratings go up, and then you got Royal Rumble season. So it kind of feels like they're just kind of right. treading water a little bit. 
feels like that season gets bigger and bigger every year, though, doesn't it? It's kind of like it's kind of basically it's basically September to January. Yes. Agreed. Kind of... I always say it's after SummerSlam. Like Survivor yeah. Series yeah. never counts. It's after yeah. after SummerSlam, there's no excitement until Royal Rumble season. Yeah, at least this year they did because of Crown Jewel. They had the Brock coming back and the Brock Roman stuff, but and and Goldberg and Lashley too. But outside of that, it's. I think now we're really at a, a cruise control period where nothing's happening big. Yeah. Where is Edge? Is Edge on a time off team? Because they drafted him to Raw, but we haven't seen him since the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, he's got a limited number of dates. So they. Right. He, he's kind of like Brock, but, but more dates than Brock. So they're, I think they're just holding off on him until January, probably. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're yeah saving him. I do. Yeah, Raw didn't draft very well. When you look at like Gable Stevenson, who's not going to be wrestling right away, and, and Edge, who's not available, they drafted a lot of people who just aren't available. Well, they, I still they, think Raw got the better the better end of the draft. Yeah, I agree. They got Finn. Edge is part time, but they got Edge. They got Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. I mean, yeah. it's but everyone on Team Raw <laughs> except for now yeah. Lashley at least not not. But Raw desperately needed it. It's just a matter of if if Roman looked dominant on SmackDown now more than ever. I look up and down that roster and I'm like, so he's gonna be champion to the next draw, right. <laughs> to the next like draft because there's nobody in there that's gonna beat him. Right, and no one on SmackDown. Right you know that's got the priority show. I don't know how how strong you want to make Raw to the expense of SmackDown. Because we did see the number go down for SmackDown this past week, and we'll just have to see if it keeps going down or staying at this level. Yeah. But I I'm pretty sure Fox doesn't want a weaker roster and their ratings to be coming down when they're pushing the show during right. football and everything. And at first, it felt too close for comfort this week because you don't want SmackDown to drop below 2 million viewers, and right. it was at 2.0 something. Right. I was like, ooh, I don't like that because that's how... That's how we started with Raw, and look at where, the number that Raw does now. Yeah, you don't want to hit those, and not, not a milestone, but what what, do you, what you call it? It's the opposite of a milestone, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. speed bump, uh, you speed just bump. A, a new baseline low. I mean, they that's did do low. they were doing two under two million a lot before uh, in the Thunderdome, yeah. but since they've been back, they haven't done it yet, and they they came close. Yeah. yeah, there's that mental thing. Once it gets under two, it's gonna hurt. Kind of like the opposite when you're buying something. If it's like ninety nine, like ninety nine dollars instead of a hundred dollars, there's that mental <laughs> shift. The same thing where if they lose just a little bit and go under two, there's gonna be like, oh. Well, it's, it's kind of like with AEW, right? Like if they don't hit a million, even if even if it's like nine hundred sixty thousand, right? yeah, yeah, it, it, it's just like eh. But one point oh one million, it's like oh, they they did over a million. Right, it's a good. Yeah, good I agree. Show. I always, I hate the ratings if they drop below a million. Same with, with Rampage was always like below six hundred thousand. It's always like not good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that number should not be considered good to begin with. Like I don't, I don't know what their what their expectations are for Rampage, but I'm pretty sure this were not it. It's it is funny because this week Rampage literally was I think five hundred ninety nine thousand. Like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> missed, <laughs> missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, like, if a few people turned it on, it'd be a different story. But... <laughs> yeah, and it was live, and next Friday it's also live, not pre-tape. So there's not spoilers out there that will make people not want to watch the show. I always expected to do better when it's not pre-tape, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you're gonna watch a, sh- a wrestling show at that time on a Friday, you're gonna watch the wrestling show at that time on a Friday, regardless. Um, 
you know what my my theory and if I, if it wasn't because i cover it for wrestling inc i think rampage is the perfect dvr saturday morning over coffee show if i was not covering it i will wash it over my cup of coffee the next morning before i get my day started and i bet you that's what a lot of people do that's right. what i do I mean, yeah. usually or, or yeah or sunday like sunday morning before football starts i'll you know right because it. you're already planning on sitting having lazy sunday watching yeah. tv all day so why not watch it then yeah if i wasn't covering it i don't know that <laughs> rampage will be a show that i will catch live and it's not yeah. it's always fun and it's so easy to digest one hour long but it's just not something that i would consider a priority you know if if i was yeah. like a casual viewer yeah and it is very easy to have like the coffee and like you're kind of doing something else and you like peek up when something happens like oh interesting right okay <laughs> right. back to my emails or whatever you know yeah i i dvr it too i dvr smackdown to be fair also yeah wow, I, I, I do both jack. wow jack wow <laughs> but smackdown wow. i'd watch live if it was on a tuesday night or something um yeah it's it's friday friday's tough come yeah. on it's the tribal chief talking about running around naked how can you not want to watch that live <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah when he said that i was like roman <laughs> i was um oh my god i was sitting with my nephews and my nephews were all like they were like Titi, that's how you say empty stop it and i'm like what like you guys are not picturing it i'm like yeah yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> well i think that does it for us if uh unless you guys have anything you want to add any more roman reigns talk <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no more Roman Reigns no. talk. I want an invasion, and I want to see more of Damian Priest on TV and Apollo Cruz and like what's going on there. So, <laughs> yeah, but... there were a lot of people added that aren't on the show this week, like Apollo Cruz and Finn Balor and and Shayna. What? Okay. Well, Finn, Finn's overseas, but Shayna, what happened to her? She was like murdering she's people there for like three she's weeks oh you're right she's, she's on, on smackdown she's that's on right. team smackdown so she'll probably that's choke out a couple of girls that's right all right yeah <laughs> break a few arms yeah uh, yeah she's but, been over there helping um Shayna basler defeat uh naomi uh helping um deville oh yeah him. yeah that's uh, what i meant it's yeah. late <laughs> yeah so, but, so, but, but, but isa will be back tomorrow night with uh Tony D'Angelo night. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo <laughs> night for the NXT. Uh Justin will be back on Wednesday with uh Alfred for uh, uh Dynamite. Gosh, I'm getting confused now with all this stuff going on. Friday, Isa, Glenn, Alfred, they're back for SmackDown and Rampage. Saturday we'll be here for Phil Gear. It's a busy week. Keep yeah, stay with us. And we got an exclusive interview. We don't always get uh WWE stars. Um uh but we got an exclusive interview with our truth so make sure to check that out on the site. Oh, that'll be fun. And we got a couple other big ones coming up this week, so make sure to check it out. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, I think that does it for us. Tune in, yes. tune in, tune in tomorrow for the NXT After Show, where Issa just can't stop, won't stop, keeps on going. Raj, thanks for being on the show. Issa, thanks for being on the show. Jack, thanks for doing the best you can. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.